Over the course of the last year, Alex Audi, who you heard from in this last episode telling her story, has been reviewing 51 studies focused on alcohol and boating. I don't believe it's a surprise to anyone when the statement is made that alcohol is a leading contributing factor in boating fatalities nationwide. But more needs to be put towards this narrative, and that is what Alex is doing. In this, the first of a five-part series, we will explore Alex's first key finding that alcohol use by passengers presents a danger regardless of the activity of the operator. This is Between the Waves, an audio series to discuss the topics important to today's water safety professional. Here's your host from the great state of Texas, Cody Jones. Alcohol and boating, to some, seems to go hand in hand, or at least that is what is visible on our nation's waterways. And while initiatives like Operation Dry Water focus on leaving the alcohol behind, other programs follow a more focused model of designated drivers or operators. There are some inherent challenges with this focus, as you might see as we pick up the discussion with Alex. The first big point on the executive summary was that alcohol use by passengers presents a danger regardless of the activity of the operator. According to a U.S. Coast Guard study in 1993, only 54% of alcohol-involved incidents had anything at all to do with the operator, meaning that 46% were passengers falling overboard, passengers swimming in the wrong place. Nothing to do with the operator actions at all. If we can say that almost half of the cases, the operator was sober or it had nothing to do with them, that's huge from the standpoint of passenger consumption. When alcohol is involved, the risk of death is so similar because water can affect balance and the way people see things. And then alcohol can affect their judgment and swimming ability in response to cold. That is a reason that alcohol compounds the risk factors that are already there on the water. The numbers of fatalities due to falls overboard, which were 28% versus 18% for collisions, suggest that it's more dangerous for a passenger to drink on a boat than in a car. The only significant way to prevent alcohol-related boating fatalities would be to target both operators and passengers and to enforce more of a dry water narrative. What we really do need to focus on is our messaging and our education to show people the dangers of being a passenger who consumes alcohol or being in a boat with people who consume alcohol, even if you're not, and the dangers that that can present. Alex, you made some valuable points. I was wondering if you can describe any considerations that the research pointed to in addressing alcohol consumption by passengers. Yeah, so the research primarily talked about the only way that law enforcement was kind of getting around it just being the operator was open container laws. So that's really the only kind of legislation that they talked about to address passenger consumption. And while that is valuable, some of the limitations of that were law enforcement were addressing the open container, people were throwing out the open container and getting some from under the seat. So that is a valuable method of enforcement from the standpoint that if you catch someone with an open container, they know that you're paying attention. Um, So that is a slight deterrent, but that was the only thing that really enforcement-wise they were able to do. Most of it has been centered around the messaging and the education. Thank you, Alex. When you speak of education, can you tell me where we stand in boating education standards? I took a deep dive into what has to be in the education for us to sign off on it. And at this time, it's only that it has to address operator consumption. 
So we are only saying operators don't drink. Then the assumption is, as a passenger, I can. Um, and that's something I've dealt with a lot, that people see boating as fun and driving is something you have to do. And while I can completely sympathize with it's very hard for us to regulate fun and have law enforcement in the recreational world, if we can get the information out there, both through education and through law enforcement interaction, that it is so dangerous for passengers to drink, and this is why, and these are the numbers, and these are your chances of dying, we do have at least a better chance at deterring this. Based on Alex's research, Each time a passenger goes out on the water and chooses to consume alcohol, they're essentially flipping a coin and hoping it lands on heads every time. I don't know for you, but that seems to be a very powerful indication of risk. For us as water safety professionals, it is important to consider the following. How do we capture consumption by operators and passengers? What do our boating education programs say about drinking and boating? And do they specifically describe the risks passengers face when consuming alcohol? What about enforcement? Do your courts allow you to enforce public intoxication laws on boats? Would they, if backed by the data that shows the inherent risk? Just some food for thought. Join us on our next episode where Alex and I will be discussing reporting as it relates to alcohol involvement in on-water incidents. Until next time, stay safe. Thank you.